Hello, this is Ben Thompson, doctor of audiology and tinnitus specialist. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This audio is a recording from my YouTube channel, Ben Thompson AUD. I hope you find the information you need and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, my name is Dr. Ben Thompson and I am here with Dr. Michelle Neidelman Kennedy. We are audiologists doctors of hearing loss and tinnitus with treble health. And today's video will focus on how can you sleep with tinnitus? This is an important question for our community. As Dr. Michelle and I both know, insomnia, trouble sleeping, trouble falling asleep because of tinnitus is one of the biggest concerns that's raised. There are many people that we've worked with. There are many people in this community who have had a lot of insomnia related to tinnitus, but eventually get back to sleeping very well. So today we're going to cover some of the strategies that help us get there, including breathing, sound therapy, calming the nervous system, different kinds of audio and things you can listen to when you're falling asleep, progressive muscle relaxation, what to do if you're having trouble when you wake up in the middle of the night, and some other important considerations and some special tips that we're going to save until the end. So Dr. Michelle and I are here to go deeper into this podcast. Dr. Michelle, let's start with what audiologists are known for, sound therapy. What are your go-to recommendations for patients who ask you about what should I use for sound? when I'm trying to fall asleep? So I always recommend that they try to choose a sound that they find pleasant or a sound that they don't find intrusive. So oftentimes it ends up being either white noise or some kind of natural nature type of sounds, rainfall, wind, ocean waves, but essentially it's whatever you prefer. So no matter what you've read on the internet before or what someone else has recommended, you have to choose whatever sound you find pleasant and comfortable because that's what's going to be best suited for you to be able to fall asleep. And there's a lot of different ways for you to get those sounds into your sleep environment. And again, that's based on personal preference. So some people find that just simply sleeping with the fan on or sleeping with their windows open provides enough sound therapy and when they're going to sleep at night. Other people need a little bit more, so they might use different types of sound machines that they have on their nightstands or in their bedrooms. And there's a whole slew of sleep sound therapy devices that that Dr. Ben and I will start talking about as well later in this podcast. Love it. Love it. It is an important point for you who's listening to remember that the sound therapy is helpful to help fall asleep. I mean, it's so simple, but it's true. Don't feel like you have to tough it out or that using sound therapy is a crutch or uh, you're going to become dependent on it. It's something that gets you through really hard times. So when we think of sound therapy for sleep, the go-to is a bedside sound machine. There's different products out there. One company that's pretty good is called Sound Oasis. There's a lot of other new speakers that you can use that are that just can be used next to your bed. So if you're putting your, your head on one side of the pillow, when you close that ear, the tinnitus perception from that side is going to still be pretty loud. But the sound therapy can help a lot of people, and that sometimes is enough. Other more advanced approaches would be things like uh, a sleep headband or Bose sleep buds. Those are also used because they can put sound therapy in both ears simultaneously. I mean, it's not that complicated, right? Dr. Michelle, you, you pick technology that plays the sound, you find a sound that works well, and then you play it constantly 
while you're trying to fall asleep at a level, at a loudness that's lower than the tinnitus. Relatively simple, right? Sometimes it's just hard to find the right combination of technology and sound. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I think you brought up a really great point that you should never think of sound therapy as being a crutch because many people sleep with sounds. They, you know, sound machines are not simply catered for those of us who have tinnitus. And if we think back to humans, evolutionary wise, we used to sleep outdoors. We slept in groups. We slept alongside maybe other domestic animals. We were listening to lots of environmental sounds while we slept at night. I feel that it's only more recently that we as a culture believe you have to sleep in a completely silent environment. And If you think back to also when we have young babies, newborns, they often prefer to sleep with sound machines like white noise as well, because when they were in utero, they were accustomed to listening to all of their mother's sounds, their biological sounds, as well as all the external sounds that they were able to hear from the outside environment. So we are very much programmed to sleep with noise. When one of our patients go into a, a audiology clinic or they speak to an audiologist, it's common to talk about sound therapy during the day, right? A speaker or hearing aids program for tinnitus, those are tinnitus maskers. Those are very common and very effective, but sometimes it gets neglected about what about the nighttime? What about the evening time? Well, most people don't wear hearing aids or tinnitus maskers during the nighttime. So what's used during the night when sleep being so important, it's important to get the right sound. Okay. Let's walk someone through. If you're listening here, you've probably tried different sound therapy. Let's make sure you find the right technology to use when you're trying to fall asleep and then the right kinds of sounds. So Dr. Michelle, what are your, what are your go-to sound types to use uh, when you're trying to pick the right kind of sound to help fall asleep? I think you're, again, just trying to choose a sound that you find either pleasant or completely neutral and doesn't elicit any kinds of positive or negative reactions or responses. So most often those tend to be nature type of sounds or some kind of white noise, static noise, similar to that of a fan or the heating or air conditioning running in the background. A noise, pink noise, natural water sounds, crickets, that covers 90% of people in my experience. And there are some other obscure sounds that might work, but those are the go-to creek, water, river, waterfall, rain, and then crickets, white noise, pink noise. That works for a vast majority of people. So don't try to overcomplicate this, my friends, and find the right sounds that help you. Some people just prefer to sleep with the radio on or the television on much like they do during the day. So if you are someone that that works for you, that's fine. There's no need to change, change it up just because you may have heard that pink noise via sound machine is very effective for people with tinnitus issues when they're trying to fall asleep. If something is working for you, keep, keep with it. Excellent. Now I want to switch from sound therapy into something that has helped me personally when I've been anxious, trying to fall asleep at night, which is guided sleep audio. There's another YouTube channel, which we can link below in the description of this video called the honest guys. And they have a lot of guided sleep talk downs, guided sleep audio, which lasts between 15 minutes and an hour. Whereas it's a guided calming relaxation where instead of me listening to my own voice inside my head, which sometimes isn't so nice. Sometimes it's anxious. Other times it's stress. Other times it's jumping around like a monkey mind or a pinball machine. But to replace that, listening to that voice in my own head to listening to the soothing, calming voices of these professionals who help people fall asleep, it works. 
And it's funny how simple that is, but if you can set up your sound therapy and then on top of that, put your phone next to your bed. And if you play these recordings for between 30 and 60 minutes, I think majority of you will fall asleep just from that. That's something that I, that I do really like. And Dr. Michelle, you have some, you did some research into different apps that are about stories, like bedtime stories to help people fall asleep, right? Yes. Um, I actually was recommended by one of my patients, this nighttime stories for adults called nothing much happens. And I think you can find them on Spotify. You can also find them on YouTube and it's basically listening to nighttime stories. They're very soothing, relaxing, and they help lull you you know, back to sleep. Many of these stories they'll repeat more than once. So you may not fall asleep the first time around, but you may end up falling asleep the second time. And I've often recommend if you find something that works, so whether it's a sleep guided audio or the nighttime stories for adults, you'll be able to find so many other variations of these on YouTube or via different apps. Like I know the Calm app has some stories as well as as well as the sleep guided audios, the auto app as well has some of these resources. So you'll be able to find a lot of these within some of the apps that you may already have and are using for tinnitus management, but you'll also be able to find a lot of them available to you on YouTube or Spotify, for example. Excellent. All right. So we have three tips so far. Number one is sound therapy. Number two is the guided sleep audio. And number three is the sleep stories. Now, something that works for a lot of our patients here in the tinnitus community with treble health is meditation. For those who do not know what meditation is, it's breathing in and out and observing your breath or while you're breathing in and out, slowly, gently, you're observing your thoughts. And that's the whole practice. What it does is it creates some space between negative automatic thinking and reactions coming from the mind, as well as calming and settling the body. So for those of us who are anxious or stressed or on edge because of tinnitus, we can't change the tinnitus, but we can change our reaction and we can certainly change our behaviors. So calming, settling the mind and calming and settling the body shows the brain that we're not under that much stress or fight or flight state or panic, or we're not actually in danger. So breathing slowly, carefully, can program the mind and the brain that we're at more of a state of ease and relaxation as opposed to intensity and stress. I personally have been practicing meditation almost every morning for about five years, and I really notice it when I don't do it. When I do it, it's a calming practice for me in the mornings. Now, it's also common to use this breathing technique in the evenings. On this YouTube channel, we have a seven-day meditation series that I created about a year ago, and you can find that by searching tinnitus meditation challenge. You can use those meditations to help you calm your body and calm your mind before you go to sleep. So that's tip number four. We have a few more tips left. Progressive muscle relaxation is a variation on meditation. It's similar, but different. Dr. Michelle, have you ever used that yourself or do you have patients who have used progressive muscle relaxation? Both. I actually vividly remember first being introduced to progressive muscle relaxation in my physical education class, I think in middle school. So it was probably a very good time of our lives when we were starting to feel more stress and more anxiety. And essentially what it does, 
you can do also, I want to add that you can do this independently, or you can do this guided. Again, there's many different audios that you'll be able to find on different channels on YouTube, for example, that can help tell you exactly which muscle groups to relax and, and contract. But essentially, when you're lying down or sitting, you are trying to focus on isolating different parts of your body, different muscle groups, and you are tensing and relaxing them. And you may be counting a certain amount of like, so holding the relaxation and the, and the contractions for a certain amount of time, as well as breathing in and out. And so you try to work from, let's say the bottom of your feet, your toes, all the way to the top of your head. And in that process, the hope is that it relaxes you enough and that maybe you fall asleep even before you've made it all the way through the different muscle groups in your body. This is also somewhat similar to body scan and body scanning, I think is about the same. I'm not as familiar with that method. I don't know if you are Dr. Ben and you can kind of provide some information about the body scan technique. Yeah. Body scan is is similar to progressive muscle relaxation. I would say the goal of progressive muscle relaxation is to relax each muscle, tense and relax. Whereas the body scan is more of observing whatever's happening there. It's not necessarily goal oriented, but it's more of an awareness observing process. Yeah. All right. Very good. I'll introduce the next one, which I've worked with people personally who have used it quite a lot, which is that when you get out of bed in the middle of the night because you woke up, let's say you have to go to the bathroom and you get back in bed and you try to fall asleep again. Well, the tinnitus can be very loud and it can be hard to fall back asleep. Here's the trick. If you've been tossing and turning, trying to fall asleep, stuck in your own head for about 20 minutes, then stand up, get up out of your bed, walk to a different room, sit down in the chair in your living room. Don't turn on the TV. Don't turn on any lights or anything that's optional and sit there, sit up with your eyes open or closed until you get tired again. Once you start to feel tired again, then go back in your bedroom, go into your bed and try to fall asleep again. Sounds like the most simplest thing and hard to believe it actually helps. I've used it myself, other patients have used it as well. And it's coming from the knowledge of how the brain works with associations and sleep. And I'll just say, if you haven't tried that, please do. I was looking into this a bit further and uh, one common situation for why people wake up in the middle of the night is because they have prostate issues. So if your prostate is making you wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, then it's actually a good idea to get that checked out by your medical doctor as well. So don't don't think that everything happening to you is just because of tinnitus and try to go deeper and bring on other medical professionals to investigate further. Yeah, that one's a good tip. Uh, Dr. Michelle, I know that you've studied tinnitus and gone to various trainings, been working in this field for many years. Do you have any other tips to wrap up our video here of how do you sleep with tinnitus? Yeah. So sometimes we have to remember that a lot of the tips that may have helped us fall asleep before we had tinnitus are still going to be helpful for us when we are struggling with tinnitus. So the idea of counting sheep or any kind of activity that helps distract your mind off of the tinnitus and helps you kind of ultimately fall asleep can be really helpful, whether that's counting backwards or counting up or doing simple math in your head, you can be really really successful in helping you get back to sleep. I, for example, use this activity instead of counting sheep, I envision myself in a white room and I think about all the different things that I could use to cover up the walls that will keep the room white. So I'll think, okay, if I paint it white, if I use a crayon that's white, if I think of pasting up different sheets of white paper, and I just go through that 
mindless activity of coming up with anything that's white, but you can also maybe think of as many words as you can that start with the letter A. And a lot of those activities, they're distracting, they're mindless, and eventually you may find yourself thinking away from your tinnitus as well as falling asleep, which is the ultimate goal. And I just want to stress again that sometimes we do start to associate difficulties sleeping with tinnitus, but it may be helpful to think back to times that you have struggled with sleep before tinnitus became an issue. That can be really helpful. It can also be helpful if you've always had some sort of struggles or difficulties falling asleep that now those difficulties aren't really any different as a result of the tinnitus, but it can still be helpful to add in some of these strategies and tips that we gave you today to see if that does help you get back into a better sleep routine. We see is that patients who have insomnia and tinnitus, when the insomnia is managed and brought back to normal levels or near normal levels of sleep, the habituation can happen pretty quick, right? When insomnia lingers, it's becomes more of a challenge. So do everything you can to work at this, put in the time. Most of the things we mentioned here are not just turn it on and don't do anything. Most of the things we mentioned involve your participation and your activity. So please do show up as best you can. And yeah, as always, you know that myself, Dr. Ben, audiologist, and Dr. Michelle, audiologist as well. We work with Treble Health. We have a growing team of audiologists who are available exclusively via telehealth. That means you can reach out to us through our website and have a free consultation to ask us questions about your tinnitus or your hearing condition. And we'll be here to help. Dr. Michelle, thank you again. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's my mission to share high quality information about tinnitus and hearing conditions. It would mean the world to me if you could take just 60 seconds to go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a quick review explaining what you learned on this podcast. Thank you so much for considering that and I'll make sure to see you on the next episode.